0: Welcome to Honey Do You, the podcast where we feel like height is just a suggestion because I have been lying about mine for about the last 10 years. (laughs) Depending on what my weight is, I may add a half an inch, subtract one, add a whole inch just so it looks better on the BMI, but who cares about BMI crap anyway, right? All right, so (laughs) I talk a lot about what it means to be untamed and undefined. And I think it's really important to kind of go through those words and figure out, like, what does that mean to me? And how can you apply it to your own life and what it means to you? So to do that, I have a co-host today who is one of my closest friends, one of the most amazing people that I know. Honestly, to me, she is the epitome of what it means to be untamed and undefined. So Melinda Jean, my adventure Bay MJ, all of the names, because depending on how much I love you, we'll tell you how many nicknames I have for you. <laughs>
1: welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for asking me here and and even just having this this type of conversation about me. It's, it's pretty fun. Pretty exciting. Really, really I, love yeah. I love all my names. I love
0: all my names. <laughs> I change it depending on what we're talking about, like depending on what the day it is. But mm-hmm. I'm really, really excited to have you, one, as a co-host so people can get to know you because I know you're going to be back, <laughs> and two to kind of talk about one how we met and then how those words or what they mean to you and how you've become the person you've become I think it's really really cool um I know a lot of your story but I feel like there's so many people that are going to connect with you in the next few minutes um so should we start with how we met like yeah what is it a meet cue is that what they're saying like meet cues is a new word now Oh, I don't know
1: Trying to keep up with these young people and all these words, I, I don't know. I got so, brb, be right back. That's, what that's about do they the use it anymore? Right there. <laughs> I know it's not. Now it's not even a thing. I remembered it for no reason. All right, we're that's showing it. our age right now. <laughs> so wisdom. it's wisdom, not age. But yeah, speaking of age, it was actually technology that put us together because technically we met via Facebook. And was it Facebook data. first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Miss Lindsay here, um, another person who wears many, many hats, um, wanted to start um, a group of women to like work out. Really, what it was was an accountability. Like, hey, I need to get out there. I need my kid to socialize. And I I know a thing or two about this. And I think that's what you kind of had prefaced on Facebook. And I saw this little Mm -hmm. thing. I saw people like going to these meetups. I'm like, yeah, I really, I really want to do that. I really, I really want to be a part of something like that. It's convenient, it's right here and uh at that time i had had my last child of five at home with me the four are out in school we're on island we're adventuring but you can only do so much adventuring on your own and that's why that that idea of um, connecting with other women which was typically not my thing i don't like (laughs) women they backstab each (laughs) other they're dramatic and i finally hit a season where i was like okay i i really want i want i want to make some friends how do you make friends as an adult right right and so it was the facebook thing and conveniently enough, all the previous ones, the events had never taken place because it was like rained out, um, poor timing, just things was happening. So eventually our schedules aligned and I showed up to the first meetup at yes. the little playground on Ali Amani Military Reservation. Right.
0: And this was, so we haven't said this was in Hawaii. So both yeah. of us, military spouses, both husbands stationed in Hawaii. And from I don't know about for you, I know you said this was your, after your last baby, because Mandy actually has five, now not babies anymore. Three of them out of the house, full grown, two younger, um, five babies. And I had I had two with me in Hawaii. I have two older stepkids, but two two babies with me. And they were, I think, I had two under two at the time. And this was the first time that I was not going to work full time. Once we decided we were PCSing to Hawaii, I was like, I'm going to work from home. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I was like, I got to figure out how to meet people was Creating that group to do Monday. Well, I think three. I only three days a week in the morning was the original thing. Monday, Wednesday. Oh, was it two? It's
1: two. It was There's two days two a week. Days.
0: Yeah, supposed and it was to just like
1: a Monday and a Wednesday, like something like that.
0: Yeah, and it was just a call out on Facebook, finding one of those military pages on Facebook, and it's like, hey, if any bombs want to work out at the park, meet me here. And I, I think I had it out for a couple of almost like one or two months before anybody mm-hmm. decided to come. And it wasn't until I said. Is anyone interested in doing the Spartan race that's coming? And then there were some girls that joined in Mm -hmm. because I think all, most of us, if not all had never done one before. So it was like, and that was so crazy that that's the call that has Mm -hmm. the women that they show up. It's like nothing else. But then we put a
1: Spartan race in front of them. They're like,
0: yeah, we're coming. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: I mean, I think at that time I was approaching thirties. So, Mm -hmm. and I, this is, it was one of those really pitiful moments because you're on island, you're away from everything. You're, I mean, I'm used to military life, but it was a different kind of military life. Yeah. And um, all the kids, had, like my purpose of being a mom had started not being as filled as a schedule because the kids were away at school, and I only had one, and I'd been juggling five. I could do that, right? And so, but this is also on the heels of losing my mom at an early age, and 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 um, you know, just just one of those, and, and the way that we lost her. And um, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, she had passed away due to complications from a car accident. Um, it had left her quadriplegic. She survived three months like that. And so great, great time that you get back together with somebody. But at, after, by the way, more background, Hawaii was the place she always wanted to go back to. And in fact, that is her resting place. We took her back, um, my sister and I, to Lana Kai. so it was really great that we got orders to go back to this place. So every day I had this reminder of these promises I made to her. and these life lessons, those last three months that she um, had communicated to me of like how to live the rest of your life without your mom, you know, without that guidance. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make friends. I'm going to live every day. Like it's my last. And I totally ill for sure.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> and I think that was the, it, it opened the opportunity where I was not really interested in being friends with other people. Um, I was more so just people in front of my path. That's fine. But I was like, no, I'm making a community. That was something that, um, she had encouraged me was make a community. Don't isolate yourself. And that's so dope
0: because the first meeting that people actually came to the first meetup was at the end of it. I think it was maybe no more than seven to 10 girls there, but Mm -hmm. at the end, everybody's packing up. We're getting ready to go. I think I had thrown some workout together. Um, and I'm going to leave. And Mandy stops me. I don't even know if I know her name at this point, right? No. She stops me. She's like, so you come back tomorrow, I'm all in. And it just started this discussion. And so I think we got each other's Facebook contact information and she messaged me when I got home. And it was like, if we're going to do this, we, we better go all in. And we literally set up a schedule. And she started, I think we decided like, Four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, was, and Friday. It was right
1: there. It was right there on the spot at the little yeah. playground where I was like, well, if this is going to actually do anything for my body, we, I've got to do it four days a week. And you're like, well, I got two days. I was like, I'll do the other two. You're like, Monday, Wednesday. I'm like, I'll do Tuesday, uh, Tuesday Friday.
0: <laughs> and that's literally first day meeting. After an hour, barely knowing each other's name, and now we've decided to do this together. And that, I think, was serendipity. Like, who yeah. who does that? Who decides minutes within meeting people? We're going to schedule. We're going to create workouts. We split up days, and we'll be here, rain well, or shine. I think and,
1: important though, yeah. I think We need to include here, Lindsay. But <laughs> I'm pretty just just to set the standard of where we started. We were excited to do one push up off of our knees. Oh yeah, to With get that, that accomplished okay. and that that workout. Like, oh my gosh, I just did a push up. I did it on my own. No, no, we—that's where it started. True, we both
0: were were straight, not novices. I won't say, but did we have an understanding of physicality and body? No, because we were just beginning to. This was really starting from scratch to a Spartan race. That's really, really what it was. And I, and by the time I left Island, how many
1: races had we
0: done? Three or four.
1: Well, it depends because it's a trifecta. So here's the thing, friends: is that when Hawaii um, Spartan would come. It, they would do it in a weekend. So you got all three races in a weekend and that's all you have for a year. So you're like, I've, I've got to do all three. So a couple of years, plus we did the stadium one. That was yeah, the only We, pr- we did a ton. So it just, I think it's a really cool
0: story for growth because both of mm-hmm. us, I I will say without Mandy, I would have never, I would have done maybe that first Spartan. and be like, okay, I can I can do this. I And we ended up doing 10 Ks, half mm-hmm. marathons. We ended up hiking almost any hike that you can think of across the Island of Oahu. Um, creating retreats for women. Like we just, and this was like for free. We just did this because we wanted community and love. And so I think that's a that's just one. And I, it gives you an idea of who Mandy is and how she shows up for herself and for other people within minutes. Um, and before we started the podcast, I kind of wrote down a lot of words, right? And all of these words contain things that Mandy does or has done. And so I'm going to read some of these words off this list and afterwards i'm gonna ask you how do you how do you feel hearing all of these things that kind of are in your wheelhouse so you do yoga uh you do photography woodworking like (laughs) her kitchen table is beautifully insane and she built it uh you sew because you taught me how to make pillows (laughs) do you remember that you cook Mm -hmm. with seasoning and if if you know what I'm going you know where I'm going with this? I know. You are incredibly creative, artistic and, and environmentalist, you know survival skills, my first hiking, not hiking trip, my first camping trip, she taught me how to camp. Mom of five, um you travel, there's just there's no fear in you. So hearing just a minimum of some of the things that you do, how do you feel like hearing some of the things that you have done or capable of and I know I left a whole bunch off of the list. <laughs>
1: you know, it's one of those things. um, You're always so busy looking for something like think of this. If you can imagine like, right, you're looking for this one thing and you're shifting through shit, you're shifting through it, getting through everything and you're just getting through it. all, looking for this one thing. By the time you even find the actual thing you're looking for, you don't remember what it was at this point. You're like lost your way. And I feel like that's how my hobbies and skill sets and experiences have been. (laughs) I just kind of came across it. I'm like, Oh, well, if I want to, Space of the yoga. I just wanted to look cool in a photo on the top of a mountain when you work really hard to get to these hikes. But then I learned, oh, but you gotta do these transitions to get into that pose. I'm like, well, and then if you're gonna do transitions, you might as well kind of understand the flexing of your body and, and the mechanics of it. And then, well, to really connect, you gotta connect your mind. It's like one thing to another, to another, to another. So when I hear those things, it's it's very um, inspiring in itself and tiresome sometimes. So think of all the things that I've done and the way that other people see me because you really just see yourself as a hot mess of collected items you just chucked together
0: I think that's <laughs> that, a really cool not the accidents.
1: <laughs> I like that it's a
0: see yourself as a hot mess of things chucked together but do you or how about how do you view the words themselves untamed and undefined like would you consider yourself to be in those wheelhouse of things? Do you see yourself as kind of coloring outside of the lines? And
1: that is a beautiful question. So I've sat on that word. Um, and there's even a book, Lyndon Doyle she had wrote um, about untamed and it really like brought this idea and actually gave me the word that I had been searching for for a really long time. I could never figure out who I was or what I was. And, and everyone's like, what's your word? What's your word? That was really popular for a short time there. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when untamed came, it's, it resonates with me, but it's nothing I would have ever described myself as. It's only, it's never descriptive by the word itself and the definition. It's only by my actions what I ever say that I'm untamed because it's when someone draws a line in the sand, I have no problem crossing it. Like, oh, that's the line. And I'm like, oh, there's a boundary. Now I got to get out of the box. Oh, there's a standard. Oh, there's an expectation that I don't agree with. And I never set. well, now I'm going to break that expectation. So it's it's one of those things you never set your mind to do it. It's only in the aftermath of looking through all the shit you shoveled through. You're like, oh, I don't really follow the rules. I don't really.
0: Did you grow into that, or is that kind of a personality trait that you've had since you were little? Were you always like a, yeah. I'm gonna touch that red button
1: a couple yeah. of times. I just wanna, I just wanna see what it's like. you always <laughs> touch the button? Always. And I should say to credit my parents, they were very very honest that that one's going to touch the red button we might as well let her touch the red button let her know what's (laughs) going to happen get get the lawyer on speed dial you just never know i was definitely a i would not say i followed my intuition and impulsivity was a very thin line um And I loved taking Carpe Diem was something I lived by. So I would never have considered it that I was untamed or anything like that. But I think everybody else recognized it in me. And it was when I became an adult that I realized it doesn't have to be a dirty word. It doesn't have to be a... Like, like as if I was like lacking femininity because of that. And, oh, you're too masculine. You're right. Too much society. You're too much. You're too wild. You're Mm -hmm. too loud. You're too, too extra. And I'm like, "Mm, I think I'm just the right bit. You just, your cup might be too small for me to fill. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I like that you, okay. So untamed, not as a dirty word, because if we're speaking on women and that's kind of who we are, we're geared toward a lot of what we've done has been 100% like towards women to. To show them, show ourselves that we're capable of way more than we thought, right? Like yeah. I said before, I would have never adventured out the way that I did some of the hikes that we did. I was scared shitless. Like, let's be yeah. real about it. But yeah. like there was something about Mandy's energy that was like, I've got this. And if I'm and if it's if, and if I'm gonna fall, this is a great story to have, right? If I'm gonna, if if this is the last day. I can at least say I was doing something like amazing when I went out, right? It was a good but deal. <laughs> it's crazy cuz you think of like if you think of the word untamed, you think of like wild, right? Like you think of a, a child with no no uh no rules or regulations, wild. But it's not it's not so much that. It's just being willing to accept yourself as you are and letting go of those assumptions and judgments that everybody around you has for what a little girl is supposed to be. Right, oh, I remember, absolutely. I remember, and I, this is so crazy because I remember my dad when I was really little. And I was, I mean, I grew up in a house full of boys, right? I'll, I had bunches of brothers, one sister, and, and my sister was a super, she's a crazy tomboy, right? She did shot foot, track and field. And I remember like sitting one day, and I think I was probably in jeans or something, but sitting like my brothers do, legs open. And I remember my dad saying, when's the last time you sat like a lady? And that has always stuck with me because yeah. in my head, it was like, oh, this is not ladylike. But I'm like, are we do we have to be what is what is ladylike right does that change for ev- that word in itself changes for
1: anybody that says it right so. <laughs> there's a certain personality or a certain trait that has to be and behavior that's associated with those feelings but then you know we, we I think the newer generations are bringing a lot of light to the, the hypocrisy and the whole oxymoron of what a woman is and then we're defining what a woman is and and all of these things and it's kind of like Throw like a girl. That was like one of the huge campaigns that people started attacking. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. I can throw pretty far. And it wasn't until later in life till I realized like, oh, you're insulting me. But I throw just as far as you. (laughs) (laughs) If not further, I don't understand. And I think some of that might come back to having a dad that um, was almost in the opposite way. I was the youngest of four girls. So at this time, I was treated kind of like the tomboy and I was allowed to be dirty. I was allowed they knew not to put me in a dress because that thing was not going to last long. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have the rules. I didn't have the same rules because by the time they got to me, they were broken. They were like, we've already, let we her run free. Me. she's good. Yeah, They're like, these three other girls broke us. Like let that wild thing do what she's going to do. Cause she couldn't climb the tree anyways. Right? right. So they learned not to put me in a dress. And, but then I lost a lot of, of, of who I was or what I thought I was. Cause then I thought that I wasn't, cause what do you interpret? Right. I thought I wasn't pretty. I thought mm-hmm. that I just lacked that ability to be sophisticated, intelligent, all these things that we make these, um, these idols of women to be mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm not those things. I'm just messy. I'm loud. I'm clumsy. I'm dirty. Um, but I like this. I like being this way. And then I have my three gorgeous, amazing, beautiful sisters. So elegant in their own way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, so when you see that you start living in those boxes and so that comes with that, um, the untamed but it also comes with the word that you used about being like undefined mm-hmm. and in a way I was undefined because I wasn't those things I was this I was everything else like everything they told me what I wasn't that mm-hmm. I was not quiet I was not this I was not that so then I was like "Ooh, I have a whole other limit to explore and that that, that I think was fun and interesting um like I said it was just disengaging or not not agreeing those agreements right like not agreeing that that just because I'm these things and I'm not that doesn't mean that I can't be that. that I I love that. And I like to me, like the word
0: undefined, I don't want to sit in a niche. And when I started like honey, do you and everything, I had such a hard time because they tell you when you're marketing something or you're starting something, you need to fit a criteria of people. Is it women between 20 and 25? Is it, you know, race and all of these things that help you define. I just have this problem with fitting in any niche. Like, I want to be all things. I want to put my hands in everything at least once. Like, I don't want anyone to say these are the things that Lindsay does and that's all she does. I want to do everything. Like you said, this jumble of things and just willing to stip my toe and just kind of like dive into yeah. some things try a couple things but i don't want you to ever peg me and say this is all she does like i love that word undefined
1: you know and that's what's hard though is that people are going to limit me because that's the only side of the side of you that they know i've got some people who think i am straight up just a bitch, and that's all i will ever be to them because they've typecasted that one role of what i'm going to be and then to you on the adventure bay i'm i'm mm-hmm. i'm a yolo i'm also the person you can probably call at 3 a.m and be like, uh, I need your help. Okay, cool. I'm coming. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to, it's a good thing about being a little impulsive or making impulsive choices is if it sits well with me, I'm going to go and do it two feet in and then I'll think about it later.
0: So let's talk about that word impulsive because we, have Ugh. sidebar conversations, we have yeah. talked about that word impulsive a whole bunch because sometimes I question, was that an impulsive act? And I think you do the same thing. Is impulsivity is it a direct link or, so do you feel like impulsivity kind of segues, like your ability to be spontaneous kind of segues into the ability to kind of live outside of those lines and be my adventure bay?
1: <laughs> I do. I do. You know, I think um, ADD, ADHD is very stigmatized sometimes. And I think we grew up in a time frame where um, because of that stigmatization, because of that, right? Because of those those, those notions and preconceived thoughts is that um, we had to learn really quiet coping skills, right? You had to learn different things. And so, um, and you learn really quick. So nowadays, if I were to have been raised with the same impulsive thoughts and these same actions, if I was then brought in today's society, I'd probably be easily diagnosed. Um, the difference is, is that my coping skills, the reason why it's even more highlighted now is those coping skills aren't working out very <laughs> very well <laughs> but okay so back to the question though that impulsivity i think that it's just genuine to my nature um and it supports the spontaneousness um the reason when it doesn't serve me anymore is when um there's a neg- there's actually a negative impus- impulsivity it's not just like i i fully know where this is gonna go i can think in that split second like ooh, i'm gonna be broke when i do this <laughs> that's a tomorrow problem i'll solve that later right <laughs> but, um, it's, if I'm not in alignment with my soul, if I'm doing something because I'm trying to please somebody else, which is typically the case. And it doesn't resonate with me. I'm not listening to me. I'm listening to, Oh, do this really quick. Cause it's going to be a quick solution. And you're going to help them. And you're going to be great because you're helping them. That's when that impulsivity gets me into trouble, like, you know, a bad marriage.
0: <laughs> and how many, how many times has that impulsivity led you to something amazing? Like, I know that you have a list oh. of certifications, like wilderness stuff that were, you're like, I just want to sign up for a class. And it's like, go, go, go. But how, and I, I know that you, they benefited you. So, how many, of those things, can honestly, you say?
1: Countless. And even that yeah. impulsive marriage that I uh, alluded to, it was because I was at a stoplight and there was someone distracted. I like, <laughs> hello. Like, And so. It, all it takes. <laughs> right. That's all it takes. Like, And honestly, if you think like every journey begins with a single step, that's kind of like the mantra mm-hmm. of my impulsivity. It was like, well, mm-hmm. every great adventure starts with a step you have to make a choice. So I'm going to quickly make this choice. It's when I sit and shift an in indecision that I'll spiral into something negative. So yeah. it's like, I like jumping, even if it's a negative, even if like that choice doesn't serve me later in the future, I'm like, eh, I just don't make that choice again. And then I right. move on and you're just at peace with it. But um, I think being undefined is such a, a flattering word because we live in a society where everything has a label mm, I everything
0: love that has yeah
1: a title right and then even if I'm impulsive I'm not impulsive I just make impulsive choices right, right. so like oh, yeah. right nobody no. is messy Brene Brown's notorious for this nobody right. is messy but people can make a mess yes right yes nobody is fat people have fat like we, right it's our language the way that we use it sometimes so I do make impulsive choices, but a lot of times I've made so many in my life and I've been able to just trust in the universe or trust with my intuition and my gut, if you will, that, man, at least something great. I've got beautiful children that came out of that marriage. At one point in time, a great friendship. I've got amazing memories. Yeah, there are shit ones, but there were some really good ones too. And so many life lessons learned. I was about know. to say,
0: now you're your long-term your your big love right yeah years later so it teaches you what you don't want
1: right Like that's actually the funny thing we both went we both came out of um let's say we we just got from the airport we had our bags okay not physically from the airport but that baggage it was there we had just packed that crap it was there and uh we're very aware of how heavy each other's bags were and we're like look this is what i want right i know exactly what i want here's my list, you're checking off these boxes, this is great, because we were taught, this is how you make a marriage work. This is, right. this is how you find somebody. We did it the romantical way, and that did not work for either one of us. We did the things that, you know, it's the right thing to do, choices. Right. It did not step work. Step one, First,
0: step two, step, step three, three buy the book. Yeah, yeah. It did
1: not work. It did not work at all. You know, there wasn't happiness with it. It was all like a, a, a corporation could have just made that investment in right. that <laughs> but, um, But with him, it was, trying to align what my heart wanted and what my soul wanted when my brain knew I needed to have a, a supportive family and foundation for my children. Cause that was, that was the priority to me at that time. And so same for him. And then that's been through seasons of marriage, like, marriage, right. Ooh, that's a whole other topic. Right. Right. But on um, the impulsivity to, <laughs> to say hi to him and like right. follow through on that, it led me down the greatest path ever to this right. guy, you know, on saying yellow, saying, hey, I'm moving across the country, but we should stay in touch. That worked out. (laughs) And I feel like through all
0: of it, you still stayed true to yourself. Like you've never had to sit down or had a moment where you sat down with yourself and said, I don't really like this version of me. I'm going to recreate it. You're you. You are who you are, you know, 100%. And that's what I truly, truly appreciate. We
1: we perform as females, like say, might be safe, said for males and for other um, sexes that they that they they perform to the duties you're currently assigned to yeah right and 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 when you're with a partnership or even a friendship we show up in different ways because there's a we're performing to that so um especially when you or i are clinging to the side of a mountain i gotta perform to that where i'm like yeah this is fine we got it good it's easy right (laughs) and i hear you in the background going whoop she's fine it's a whole different story it's A whole different you are,
0: story. if you are one of our girls who were on that hike with me and if you recall 30 minutes of me falling and busting my ass down the side of a mountain <laughs> it was so muddy every 30 seconds just I fought bust my butt bust my butt whoop,
1: whoop, whoop, down again <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't turn into a slide I'm surprised none of us turned into a slide it was very right. eroded and then wet so it that was, was a
0: good hike. Those but are. either
1: way, you know, you conform <laughs> to those duties, right? right. And, and that's what I loved about our balance. And I think it's benefited us because neither one of us fit a specific role. We are mm-hmm. not defined by a specific thing. You know, you are... Uh, just amazing in what you've been able to, to show up as. Now, there might be things that you're stronger at leading and you're maybe more comfortable leading, especially when it comes to organization and planning. And yeah. then I'm like this creative thought sometimes and like a bubble comes out my mouth. I'm like, oh, we should do this. And you're like, well, here's how we got to get it done. You know, what, what we call it? Manifesting and generating, right? Yeah. So, but I think
0: that's one of the great things about one creating community and finding folks that are not like you. I think yeah. the problem, so no. many of us are so set in communities of people that reflect who we are. You and I, we're really like on papers, so different, yeah. but all of our seasons kind of align in the same way. What one of us experienced another is going through a year later. And we, we always, you know, mirror each other in so many cool ways. And you're, Quote unquote impulsiveness is spontaneity in me and it's something that I I lack, right? I am A, B, C, D, <laughs> organized. And you'll you'll be like, I got this idea, let's roll with it. And then I'll say, Okay, well, this is how we can process it. And it just works so beautifully. So I really feel like letting go of that need to have people just like you in your circle and kind of going outside of that lines. Like what I feel like what we've created has been amazing and beautiful. And I feel like it would not have been the same way. If we were so alike, you know, if we did not, we're not both untamed and undefined in our own facets. Oh yeah. yeah. I
1: feel like the the commonality that I'm noticing with women and, and communities that I'm involved with, especially even in my current job, I work with a lot of children. So I get to see the parents that come and drop them off. And of course we have those conversations, like I'm you as a teacher, right? Right. You see these conversations. But what I'm noticing is, is it's like almost one of two things. It's either somebody wants to be accepted or they want to be authentic Mm. you know and so i feel like um especially the good group of friends that we have that i know are all going to come make their appearance here Mm -hmm. um is that it was almost almost very serendipitous that we all came together but we're each individually different different. (laughs) circles we are completely Mm -hmm. different but we're unique in the sense that we're authentic to who we are so we each have something different to bring we have something to learn And it's not that none of us have nothing in common it's that when a topic comes up we want to relate to that we're curious about it we want to we want to hear the hard things and have that all oh, those hard conversations we've right. Had, right and then you have people who just want to be accepted and they're the chameleons where it's like maybe i haven't thought about this but you're going to put it to the side because you just want to be accepted in this group right maybe you know that color is not for you but well everyone else is wearing this. wednesdays we wear pink you know that that mentality will come in there where women start um, I, 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 had a lady who just begrudgingly was like, I, I need to set up a class. I'm trying to make friends with these moms and I have nothing in common with them. And it was just trying to set up an archery class. I'm like, this will work out well. This is going to be awesome.
0: I left that one out, Mandy. I did not say that you were an archery I
1: instructor. <laughs> I, love that. I mean, if we start going down that road, Lindsay, this will be a whole other conversation. But, um. But but it was a thing, though, like she wanted to do these things and wanted to be here. And I just saw her just fighting with herself. And of course, she's from Guam. So we have that whole and she had been in Hawaii. So we're talking about Hawaii and in different parts of the island. And she's like, oh, I miss the culture there. It's so accepting. And mm-hmm. then here she's fighting because she's like she knows who she wants to be. But oh if she's if she's who she wants to be, it's not going to fit in this group. That's the hard and,
0: part. And I wonder what would it be like for all of us if regardless of what space we are in, we show yeah. up as ourselves and are okay to be in that sphere, in that seat of just being authentically who we are. I was telling you the other day that I, for the first time in my life, I feel authentically like myself in mm-hmm. every space that I am in. And it, yeah. you know, before <laughs> my well now ex-husband, current partner, weird, long story, whatever. Um <laughs> I, he would say, and we talked about this corporate Lindsay, how I showed up in the work setting was completely different than how I showed up. And I think for people of color that, you know, you can call it code switching or what have you. um, but it was just a, if you don't really, I'm going to be kind and polite to everybody, Mm -hmm. but there's a, a, your, your surface layer. And I think now I am myself in all facets, in the classroom, at the gym, on the podcast, like this is who I am. 100% inherently me. I'm not changing for anybody. And so I just wonder what a release that would be for everybody in these spaces to just show up as they are crazy and all like loving and dynamic and not fear the thoughts of other people, not fearing those judgments and just be who you are. You know, I
1: think I'm curious for you. So I've got a question for you. So when we met Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, here I am I was I was ready to be authentic. I was tired of the the shit show games and pretending to be some I wanted to give you the best version of myself because I wanted to make a friend and I want to make a soul friend, right? Right. Felt there, the intuition, impulsivity was there. I was like, yeah, this is my person. I don't know why, but we know each other. And I'll never forget we were walking around the crater at night and you had said something. It disclosed, it was just a different shift of you. And I was like, oh, We're friends now. I know it. <laughs> so my question to you is. How did you feel being able to let that guard down? Because quite honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm opposite. Like you said, I'm literally almost literally everything opposite of what you could have been and um, to connect with someone like me and to let that guard down. How was that for you? What, what brought you to that point?
0: I think it was because you showed up as yourself at all times, good, bad, indifferent, spicy, whatever. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't worry about what was underneath because mm-hmm. you were who you were. And I think for me in relationships, it is all about like, I got to, I want to, I want to get down deep and, you know, I'm always talking about pooling that on- onion, you know, and whenever we had these circles, I I'm asking the questions and I'm not necessarily answering them, no. but I want to ask, cause I want to figure out who is around me. I'm just really interested in knowing the people that are around me. And when I realized that you are who you are, like there's no pretenses there. Like, I don't have to, this is my person because I don't have to worry about what's underneath. Like there's no BS. And I think if, I guess sometimes if we all showed up in that same way, just then people don't have to worry about who they're getting or whether, you know, so many women say, I don't, I don't have friendships with women. Girl, it's because you got the wrong type of friends. It's because those aren't your people. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about finding those people that are authentically who they say they are like good, bad and different and not afraid to show the crazy sometimes and I hate that word with women because I feel like that word crazy is so horrible but show the wild or whatever Mm -hmm. it is show the just the true honesty of who they are you know I think that's Mm -hmm. so freaking important
1: to not be so reserved you know when we think wild we think of uh, for me I'll think of like a lioness who's attacking Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) (laughs) and <laughs> <getting> dinner <laughs> that night or or something like that we think of these especially thinking of the human species we think of these erratic behaviors and they're loud and big and, and it makes no logical sense of why they're behaving mm. that way and, and the truth is that's not wild we are all inherently wild we all have a primitive part of our brain mm. when you see a spider that's a squealer meal so many <laughs> of us squeal i'm not eating that fuzzy thing right squealer Neil I like it (laughs) it is it's the lizard part it is in there it's the fight or flight right like we are not so far apart from that humans have only been around for hmm, arguably a couple hundred thousand years and that's if you go all the way to it depends on if you if you agree with some of the theories right that's a whole other discussion let's just say intellectually what we agree is a couple thousand years that we've Mm -hmm. had elevated humans and um with making making advancements we have not gone that far. We are, you know, I was sitting there teaching people about a, a hedgehog, a hedgehog. These guys have been around for 15 million years. This is a little <laughs> human in a ball with little spikes. And I'm like, yeah, they kind of got this figured out. I don't know right. how long humans are going to be around. They can survive. <laughs> but, right. But we are. And I think I was saying something to you about this. Like We are a really fun, I love studying species. So I like the human race. I like to study the human species because we are ridiculously weird and when we think wild we think erratic behavior but wild doesn't necessarily mean that that's just the term we've made it mean right to me wild is being um true to who you are inside it means being connected to the earth it means um knowing everything around you and we get so busy chasing some finish line that we keep freaking moving each time You know mm-hmm. what is it? Keeping up with the Joneses. Guess what? After you caught up with the Joneses, now you are going to go catch up with the Heathroths, and then after you catch up with them, you are <laughs> going to go catch up with the Martins, and after the Martins, you are going to you are going to keep catching up with some other new family that's outside of where you are. Right. And and I was just having a discussion with Will. Like here we are in a very comfortable home in a safe neighborhood. Our children are doing well for themselves. And even then, it's I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, oh, what would I have a house built? What would it look like? How do I want this to be? And I am like. <laughs> Why? What I have is fine. Yeah. Like, why? Why am I moving my finish line? Because this is fine right here. This is more than what I need. Right. But um, but it's funny how we do that. We'll, we'll move that finish line. But back to that whole primitive brain and the wild. It's it's naturally who you are inside yourself. It's it's there. And, and every now and then when you don't conform to society's standard, that's the wild. That's, that's the who youth. you. Are. It's like I'm my own me. Um, that's not that's not what this needs to be. So and not to bring up this topic too much. It's not so much that, but you have a lot of people discussing pronouns. and I won't talk any more than that there's a bunch of different pronouns. And part of me is like it goes back to that label system. Everything has to have a label. And so if you want to redefine yourself and who you want to be with what you align with, well, then you got to have a label for it. Well, some things are undefined. Some things don't have to have a label. You don't have to explain yourself and if you're in an environment that doesn't accept you to change your environment.
0: I think that's the hard part. It, most people are—we're always looking for acceptance, yeah. right? And if—if if a little bit of us just says it's okay, I, maybe mm-hmm. in this facet of my of my life, I don't really need that acceptance of people around me. I'm—I'm I'm healthy. I—I'm—I'm I'm loving. I'm giving joy. I'm receiving joy. If you're in that facet, who gives two shits about the acceptance, right? That's I'm not hurting it is, anyone. Right? It's just sitting in self. <laughs> not worrying about the thoughts opinions ideas validation or acceptance of people around you just being inherently who you are beneath all of the mess right Accepting from a your young mess. age is what we do yeah. women
1: specifically now again it's changing. Men, I think the same unfairness goes both ways. I do say. Yeah. I do. I'm going to say that. There's I do an expectation
0: going- put on what a man, and there's it's so much. About, we're not going to get into it, but there's so much talk exactly. about what is masculine. So I don't want to highlight yeah. the
1: women without say, like acknowledging and aware that there is an equally um, unfair right. uh, expectation on the other sex as well. When I think about this, and, and I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about. You know, when we had children over and I've witnessed this, I don't know how many times I've been a part of this. How many times when you have a group of women and you ask them, um, would you like something to eat? And they all look at each other. do you have to, do you, are you hungry? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? No one ever like, am I, am I hungry? Am I, I, hungry? Have no mm-hmm. I have no problem. I Like I want five appetizers. Cause I want one. <laughs> each, right. It, but it's taken me a long time to get there. And every now and then I'll look around like, is anyone else ordering? Oh my gosh. Right. I'll have that knee jerk reaction of instinct. But if you ask a, a group of teenage boys, the answer is yes. They don't even look at each other. They probably don't even bat their eye and look away from the TV. It's, they come yeah, looking for sure. food, right? They don't even know what the hell it is. It's like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. women are like, oh, I don't know. Well, what did I have today? Well, okay, like, girl. If you want to eat, just eat. Eat the food, and man, right? Right. right. Like, all these things show up for us when we're at a restaurant. It's like kind of the joke when we can't go to the bathroom on their own. You know there's different right. reasons why we don't go to the bathroom on our own it could be safety it could be because i want to gossip about the people at the table it's i need mm-hmm. someone to tell me is this looking okay right now right <laughs> i need someone to get the toilet paper off my shoe <laughs> i mean things like that but it, it is very often that i've even caught myself where i look around hey does anyone else have to because i i, I want someone to validate that i gotta do it. so we, we put that that validation that that confirmation outside of ourselves right
0: I remember earlier when you were talking about um, just turning 30, losing your mother, right? Mm -hmm. Going to Hawaii.
1: Do you you remember how old your mom was when she passed after the car accident? I was just thinking about that. And I think she was just before 50. 48 is sticking out in my mind. So young. So we're within
0: like that decade range of being her age. Did she live a life that was kind of free do you feel like you learned some of that facet from like the aspects of your personality from her or do you feel like her passing away early when you were so you know so much younger do you feel like that kind of pushed you forward and made you want to kind of be more adventurous and not lose time
1: i think it's a mix of everything if i'm honest you know you have um my mom was what we described now and here's the thing too when people pass away early you get to see them and like put them in whatever light you want to yeah so for me i put her in the hippie dippy light she really was she was very um uh went with it very much so like to the point of like having animals in the house because she just wanted to have them in there um so she didn't really think about tomorrow she just thought about today um she also parented that way and i've got great memories but as a parent like what were you thinking um where she would wake me up in the middle of the night and let's go look at the moon and um really connect me with nature and um, when the black raspberries are blooming, we'd go and find them and go on a hike, you know, but I'm like, as an adult and as a citizen now, I'm like, Oh, that was someone else's property. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's such a memory. Say, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, they are, they're, they're classic, amazing memories. Um, as a parent, she taught me some stuff. I had one of my children was in out because they were being naughty and they ripped the wallpaper in the corner. And I was ready to, like, eat their face because how disrespectful. Like I was ready to come be authoritarian parent. And here comes my mom. She goes, I hated that wallpaper and rips the rest of it off. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess that's the thing, huh? That's a better memory than the one I was getting ready to implement on my child. And so she did show up in really good ways like that. When it came down to it, it was, meh, this is what we're going to do now. Um, being a young teenage mom, just knowing I didn't have, I was not chastised. I was not criticized. It was okay, so we're having a baby and you just move on with it. So for, for having, you know, and then having a father on the other side, there's like white glove, everything better be cleaned. Mm-hmm. If it was not, the whole house was destroyed and you were going to put it back together, you know, in, in, in some of the yucky times. And granted my dad was also impulsive because I remember shooting fireworks at each other, like literally shooting fireworks <laughs> at each other. Um, you know, we would sit there and my dad and I prank call <laughs> Well, hopefully this never goes that viral, but we would sit there and prank call the brothers, the uncles, and they still to this day think the other person did it. Um, so I started their own prank course. You know, so I had, I had really good parents that were children. They were children yeah. for parents. Um, they did the best with the tools that they had. And then luckily we live in a society now where I have better tools and I'm trying to parent differently. But um, as far as who I was in Hawaii, I think part of it was from being in a very broken family and being the youngest of all of them. It was just kind of like fall in line and I didn't fall in line. So it's like, eh, yeah. she's not doing anything that's going to hurt herself too bad. <laughs> so it was just kind of, it was just easier. It was more so I was tolerated a lot of it. Yeah. And um, I mean, I didn't even know how to read until third grade because nobody sat down with me to teach me to read. Wow.
0: I yeah. didn't even know that about who I Oh, I'm really
1: good at being, I'm good yeah. at faking. Photographic yeah. <laughs> memory. I was really good. I sit there and read and describe the pictures on there. It wasn't until I moved into a new school that you had to read a group circles and you had to read out loud that I was like, uh the cat you couldn't, jumped.
0: Couldn't fake your way through it anymore.
1: Yeah. I did, yeah. I couldn't fake anymore. But then I caught on really quick and then, you know, when it brought got brought to attention that I didn't know I knew how to listen very well. I could paint really good pictures. I was mm-hmm. talented in other ways, but I just didn't know how to read because nobody sat down to teach me to read. You know? Um, so it was one of those things and uh I think that, that living with parents who didn't make the best choices for their life um, societal wise um, helped me learn to not live with a stigma. I only learned that there was a stigma based on other people's decisions and other mm-hmm. people's thoughts of our family and their lifestyle. and. I think that that just allowed me uh, having people who just accept it. I'm an alcoholic. Meh, I'm a drug addict. And you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well you are. <laughs> and so just living with that, it allows you to accept some of the the things that we typically deny our whole life, right? And and that's what a lot of people do. They'll deny that. They'll deny that about themselves. They'll deny that they're an adulterer. Yeah, lie, 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 lie. lie. Why do they adult? well adultery-ish what is that called like
0: we'll just create a new word you said romantical earlier and that's my word i feel like i'm (laughs) missing
1: something right everyone's got a different reason for the choices that they make in their life the chances are you're out there searching for something but if you the day you recognize you are completely fucking whole nobody else completes that no one has decisions or thoughts are ever going to complete that you don't have to search you get to decide right yeah like you are whole and i used to be the whole cinderella and Thinking that that guy in there was, you know, my, oh, he's my other half. I'm like, well, fuck, that means I'm walking around halfway missing all the time. I, that is, hello. That is a whole different, well, Now you want to pause that because that is a whole yeah. different podcast. <laughs> that
0: right there is a whole, we could spend two hours on that of the yeah. importance of having your own identity prior to being any kind of, in, in a relationship yeah. and having an expectation that somebody else is going to make you happy. No, I don't want you coming to me half full. Like yeah. I, I want yeah. the best. Yeah. And, and, and then you I mean, can do that
1: only right. you can fill your cup. I think, so what, what leads to my impulsivity, if you will, or my impulsive mm-hmm. choices and, and my undefined and my wild, if you will, is I grew up in an unstable life. The next day was not promised where you were going to sleep. If you had power, if you had food, was not promised. We grew up in a life of scarcity. I had examples of awesomeness from my grandparents that lived farm to table. And I, and had that appreciation and great right. scenes planted. I saw a commitment. I saw loyalty. I saw love for my parents, definitely, but it didn't look like the way the storybooks tell you. Marriage didn't look the way that the story would tell you that Cinderella story is, you know? And so growing up in that, I think it um, empowered and it allowed me to just accept, well, I'm going to be who I am, especially growing up in a small town. It's so, like high school thing was like, I think I graduated with like 50 some people everybody thought something about me, everybody. And ain't nobody knew me. Nobody knew me. So that was the fun part. I was like, well, I'm a bitch to them. I'm a hooker to them. I'm gay to this group. How did that happen? I don't know. How can I be a slut and a and lesbian at the same time? Are i are all things, Vandy. You are all things. <laughs> I really was. I was too masculine. I was too much. I was too loud. I was too smart. I was too dumb. Like, and so being in that little microcosm, I, before even entering the world, I'm like, yeah, you can't make everybody happy. Might as well make myself happy. So it, right. it helps a lot.
0: It's a beautiful lesson. I'm so happy that you decided to come on today and co-host for the first time. We know that you'll be back co-hosting. Yeah. First of all, can I just say, I love that shirt, big chick energy. Cause I feel I like you did. have, and if you like it, jump on the HDU website and get <laughs> yourself one. So I've decided anytime I have a co-host or anytime we have a guest, I want to throw out some rapid fire questions. So I've got three. So the first one I want to ask is, what do you love?
1: Oh, I love experiences. And the, if, if I can of the word, it's an experience, whether it's good or bad. I love a food experience, sex. I love sex. I love, I love fighting. I love uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and getting my body slammed on the ground and the shit kicked out of me because I learned really quick. I love. I was just in my room today and putting the boys clothes away and just crying because I miss life the way it was like, I love being able to experience every emotion in its fullness because too often I get, I'm always living in the future. So I I miss Mm -hmm. the now cause I'm like tomorrow I got to this and this week, I got to do that. And so I never actually feel what I'm feeling in that moment. So if I can have an experience of like a blue cheese encrusted steak melt on my tongue, I'm going to enjoy that experience. I'm saying I I know what I'm having for dinner, but (laughs) experience experiences are what I love.
0: All right. What
1: brings you peace? Nature. Nature brings me peace. Getting lost away from technology, from things. Getting lost in the woods, and then being able to get back to my primitive side to determine what direction and, and to orient myself with nature and the earth and and where I stand. That is that is peaceful to me. It's not panic. It's peace.
0: And final question: What's on your nightstand? <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a couple things on there. Should we say PG? No, all all, all ratings open. <laughs> always a bottle of water. Always um, a stack of books I have yet to read. <laughs> and lube. There's always lube somewhere within hand distance. You gotta have in it in the drawer. That's in the drawer. <laughs> I think it still might be on the top right now. I don't think I did that in the drawer put away. I. It, it's a Sunday. I got to sleep in. You get set for the mood. I'm just saying. So I'm pretty confident it's probably still on my diet stand in. <laughs> I was not expecting that last one,
0: <laughs> but I thoroughly love it. I and love. I love you. See, I'm hydrated,
1: me. I'm physically healthy, and I'm feeling my legs. Mind. What did we say? Are
0: you drinking nutrition? Are you drinking your water? Are you sleeping? And are you having sex? Those are the most important things to keep yourself together, right? You have to. You have to. I I love you. I appreciate you so, so much. And I cannot wait for everybody to kind of get to know you the way that I I know you and the way that I see you because I think you are beautifully phenomenal. And I'm so excited that you came on and co-hosted with me today. And uh, we're going to close up. Like we always do, just remember that you are inherently worthy, regardless of financial status, regardless of your crazy, quote unquote, (laughs) regardless of what you do, how much you make, how you title yourself, you are inherently worthy. We see you and we love you. And don't forget, if something we said today spoke to you in any way, please subscribe and keep up with what we are doing. Um, And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.